This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharif Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Sharon Spiegel Wagner has a distinguished career in the performance and creative arts. From children's theatre to Shakespeare on stage to comedy and horror on screen to musical theatre to industrial theatre and more, Sharon has done it all both here and abroad. I'm delighted to have her as my guest now to talk about what she's doing now. Sharon, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Hello and hello everybody listening. Nice to be here. (laughs) Sharon, did you always want to be an actress? You know, absolutely. You have to, uh, to be able to do this kind of thing. You really have to want it and not just want it for a day or a week or a year. You, the commitment that is required to do this kind of thing, it takes years. And often a lot of actors or artists will say the same thing that they don't know anything else, that they don't, they're not pulled to do anything else. So, this is the reality that I know. This is the way, this is how I trade. That's how I work. That's the work I want to do. That's the work I feel most comfortable doing. Did you start off in children's theater? Yeah. So a lot of, see, this is what people don't know is that before you really get into the big pools, you have to sort of pay your dues. And I also kind of believe in that really. And children's theater is actually incredibly difficult because your audience is very skeptical and very critical. And they see everything. They don't forgive everything. You know, these kids really, really see it all. And you can't pull the wool, the wool over their eyes. So, um, so it's really wonderful. It's a test of great energy. It's a test of, of understanding an audience, of engaging an audience. That's, that's the most wonderful thing about kids theater is that you have to really pull them in. You have to really try hard for them to stay with you and to believe you. So it's a fantastic beginning for most performers. And it's a great, it's a great start into the industry because in many ways it's kind and cruel just in the right sort of uh, way. Talk about kind and cruel. And when I think back on parenting, I think the highlight for me was taking my children to children's theatre because it, it, it offers magic. But I always are incredibly talented. The actors and actresses were and are. You give it everything and it's not easy. But I also noticed they had a lot more fun, you know. They giggled more on stage than they might have on a more so-called, you know, professional stage or more mature audience or whatever it is. But it looked like a lot of fun, but equal amount of hard work. It's incredibly difficult to do. And also, that's what's so nice about kids' theatre also, is that you are required to have fun. You have to overdo that feeling. If an actor is not enjoying his job, he can't sort of uh, give that vibe up and it doesn't have to be it can still be work hard work but there has to be a commitment to that emotional experience and for kids the requirement is genuine joy so if you've had a bad day or you've been stuck in traffic or you've had a fight with your boyfriend or your mom or dad in every case, but specifically, you know, in every case, you've got to put that stuff away so that you can commit and give yourself over to an audience and to the story you're telling. Sharon, you talk about paying your dues. Did it help you in terms of going on to see Shakespeare? Did the children's theatre prepare you for all the other kinds of theatre and acting that you did? Yeah, it was also have to, having to do something day in and day out is a really great start doing the same thing over and over again, it, it gives, it, it, um, prepares you with that discipline. And, uh, so it was great, uh, in terms of having not too much pressure because 
Kids theatre is very unpredictable. You can get a child laughing, crying, the mummy taking the baby out to the bathroom in the middle of the show. So there's lots of things happening. So you can almost understand, really take your time and pace yourself and understand the discipline that's needed and required for every single day to do that. And I really do think uh, I learned a lot in kids' theatre and I learned a lot about audiences as well because the funny thing is kids are the next generation. So as you mature as an artist or performer, so does your audience. So it's kind of wonderful to go on that journey together. So it was very, very important to me. You've done it all, musical theatre, horror, comedy, industrial theatre, corporate theatre. Do you have a favourite? Oh, you know, the favourites come and go. So there's sort of like times where I just want to be on set and I just want to be in front of a camera. And then there are times where I just have to be on stage. And then there are times that I want to sing on stage and other times that I just want to really get into a piece of poetry like Shakespeare or or an intense piece. So it's up and down. And what's so wonderful about being a, sort of an actor in South Africa and just an actor in general is that the more you diversify, the more opportunities you can get in terms of work. So it's kind of nice to have that kind of scope. I'm very proud of the fact that I have quite an eclectic CV so that I can just show people that there's lots of things that I'd like to try do um, and try excel at, not just one. Sharon, I'm going to ask you a question, which I think is probably an inappropriate question, but I have a burning desire to know, and if I don't ask you, no, I'll never know. I have noticed that the actresses I've interviewed, yourself and Vicky and others, are all incredibly beautiful. To what extent do you have to be beautiful to be in this industry? Sure, this is a big question, especially for me, because I feel a lot of pressure getting older as an actress to see what's sort of out there in terms of image and the way you look. Also, what's really fascinating lately, a lot of the female-driven stories and stuff you see on television and musicals even, because a lot of female-driven narratives now, is that the females have now become very sort of unconventional. Back in the day, it was, you know, uh, really pretty, tall, thin, all of those things. But now what's coming up is is so many different kinds of, of women, different shapes, different sizes, different And it's so beautiful and it's so much more realistic. It's so much more what the real world is about. And a lot of actresses are are feeling relieved at the pressure being less less on them. That being said, it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a dichotomy and with a lot of like um antagonism, it's there's a lot of stuff in it because you still want to strive to be beautiful, but you also want to be real. And what a lot of actresses are doing is they're filling their face and, you know, the Botox and all of these things. Me included, I constantly think about what to fill and what to check because I'm scared, because I'm just scared of what what I see, the image. Um, I think it's a woman thing. I don't only think it's an actor thing. I think all women just feel that tremendous amount of pressure. But I think what I really want to answer your question with is beauty's in the eye of the beholder that everyone is so beautiful. Uh, sometimes uh, it's just not the, it's it's not how you look, it's really your skill. And sometimes it's how you look and not so much your skill. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's important not to be obsessed with a certain image or a certain look because eventually that will erode at your humanity and you have to be real. You have to be real. So it's a balance act. It really is a balance act. But I will say this. Last thing, because this is really fun. 
often people see actors with a haze. You know, they don't actually, they think it's glamorous and they're so gorgeous and beautiful. But the way I wake up in the morning, my husband's very aware of my imperfections, my skin. You know, we learn how to put on makeup. We learn how to present ourselves. So there's an element to that as well. And often that really pushes up a lot of the look but the look should be less important and it is becoming that way, which is, which is great. That's how it should be. Yeah. It's glamour and theatre. It's why we go to it. We want to be transformed from our, our humdrum lives into another world, whether it's, you know, pathos or comedy or whatever it is. It's that what it offers. And I always wonder because I do think everybody on stage is always beautiful. And I, I did always wonder about that. Sharon, what are you working on at the moment? So at the moment, because it's been so hard actually working with people, what actors and artists do is they work with people and we, we've been not allowed to do that because of obvious reasons. So at the moment, it's been a year or so of creation and experimentation and diversifying skills, learning some new things, uh, possibly stepping out a little bit of the arty vibe and learning a bit more about business and marketing. So that's sort of like grown, which is great because you don't really have the time to do that while you're hustling for work all the time. So that's been nice, making connections. I've been doing a tremendous amount of writing, and I've been lucky enough to have some of these plays being commissioned. So hopefully next year I'll be putting on something really special and following towards the end of the year something that that I'm also hoping, I can't say, you know, it's a surprise. So I'm hoping that it will uh, become my legacy. So there's one there's one project that I've wanted to do since I was a little girl and I finally got a chance to do it. Will you share it with us when you're ready? Will you come and uh, my show on highway? Everyone's going to hear about it. Everyone on the highway. It's everywhere. I'm going to make sure that everyone knows about it. Don't worry. <laughs> Sharon, I've kind of followed your industry during COVID and it has been probably the most worst hit industry. Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel or do you think everything's changed so fundamentally that it will so, never be the same? You know, I'm quite dark when it comes to this stuff, if you don't mind me being so honest. Uh, you know, I was talking to a colleague of mine and just yesterday on this, she said, no, I'm so happy because things are changing and opening up and now there'll be a boom and things like that. And I'm actually of the other view. I think we've suffered such a severe loss that I'm wondering if we're actually going to catch up and recover as some people are hopeful. And I don't mean, I don't mean to be pessimistic. I just want to be realistic about it is that my job has changed in such a way that I have to now catch up. You know, all these, um, some people don't tell you, but the live stuff has stopped, but a lot of film crews and film sets are still going and they require you to do a, a self tape at home, just like I'm doing with you now. But the magic of walking into a casting director's room is completely gone. And now I have to, you know, film myself, audition myself. I have to edit my tape. I have to do a million takes and find out which one's the best. So my job has now, from one hour of sitting in a waiting room and auditioning in a room, has become six hours of filming and editing. So I'm a little bit upset. <laughs> I would prefer to go and audition. I miss sitting in the audition room as hard as it is, having my little number on, sizing up me and all the other girls who's prettier, taller, you know, who's got better hair, who's got bigger boobs. Uh, you know, that's, I kind of miss that. I miss auditioning. So 
for me, uh, apparently that's the future of auditions, which is scaring me. And that's why I'm hopeful, but I'm kind of slogging through the mud to try catch up because a lot of the younger generation are so much more used to the self-tapes and the selfies and the all of that stuff. So this is a new language for me, for someone who's been in the industry for a little longer. The epitome of youth. I love you. You can move in with me, so you can move in. (laughs) I mean, just as a perfectionist, it must be very hard to get that perfect take because you know at some point, I mean, six hours sounds like actually a very short amount of time (laughs) to reach that perfection because you know what you're capable of. and. um I imagine, I mean, yeah, it must be very, very hard. And, uh, well, it'll be interesting to talk to you once you're ready to, to divulge. And yeah, wish, I do hope the industry comes back as quickly in the way that we, we want it because working from home for actresses and actors and the performance and industry. Can you imagine doing a self tape in the middle of a self tape? You're doing this emotional scene and then mommy, can I have a sweet? And you know, I just, you know, you could, you could die because you know that this is the perfect take. <laughs> I sympathize, Sharon. Yeah. I really sympathize. It's but, um, really go, go from, go from strength to strength. And thanks for giving an insight. Thank you. Into you your life. It's a, a hard life, but nonetheless, one that you're passionate about, as you said. So thank you. Some people say, if it's so hard and it's so difficult, why don't you just give up? And I keep telling them, I can't. I mean, this is a virus that there is no vaccine for, that there is no cure for. It's in my genes. It's in my, it's, it's in every cell. I can't switch it off and I don't want to. So I'll endure the difficulty. Uh, and you know, because I love it. I just love it. Yeah. Spoken like a true artist. Thank you. <laughs> that was Sharon Spiegel Wagner, who yes. is a artist. And uh, thanks very much, Sharon, for joining me. Thank you, guys. Have a good Shabbos. And I'm just um, very privileged to chat to you. So thanks for having me.